Good afternoon, ladies, gentlemen, fair folk, romantics, and that one dude called Trevor. Hi, Trevor. Now, I wish to preface this episode by saying as much as I myself despise the concept of arranged marriages, I think they are a hilarious literary trope. Hmm. So, with that small piece of information, have a special episode about how the Baron and the Baroness met. I would like to thank our editor, Josh Bailey, and our cast, James Heseltine, Stephen B., Craig Mackay, Kelly Stanley, Zoe Cunningham, and Jan Simerson. So get your gowns, britches, snobby attitudes, and, you know, head off. A caravan of short, stocky horses and donkeys are being put into carts. The carts are being loaded with big sacks and chests. There are men in armor running around helping loading. Cart drivers are swearing at the animals and at each other. It is a riot of colors and sounds. Towards one side, families are saying goodbye to their loved ones. One family in particular stands out in the crowd. Most people here have brown or black hair, but also in the crowd stands a single girl with white blonde hair. She's wearing a pale green dress and a darker green cloak. She stands next to her mother, a beautiful older woman dressed in very fine clothes, also green. The two women are watching the caravan and their husband and father, who is surrounded by organizers, clerks and tradesmen with papers and chitties all shouting. A group of men are trying to make a cart horse stand up. It has sat down and is calmly munching on someone's cloak. The father manages to pull himself out of the crowd and hurries over towards the two women. His daughter curtsies, smiling, and the father takes his wife's hand. Everything seems to be in order. The shouting is now just for show. Two of our horses were lame, but we managed to find a replacement somehow. Travel well, dear. We will both miss you terribly. Father smiles and kisses his wife's hand. An old woman walks past and pushes the cart horse to its feet as if it's nothing. He turns to his daughter and smiles at her. Don't worry, wife. I'll be back before you have a chance to miss me. Look at you, little girl. I remember you when you were only knee-high and your mother had to carry you everywhere so you didn't get stood on. Ethelberta smiles into her sleeve, as any proper lady should. I doubt if anyone will step on you now, although I have seen a few young men doing their best to walk into you. He shoots a glare at a group of young men who are loitering a bit away, watching the women. The men immediately pretend they aren't. One of them hurriedly turns and walks into a cart. The others laugh at him. They all get thrashed by the driver of the cart as they run away. Ethelberta steps a bit closer to her mother and looks a bit annoyed. I wish they wouldn't. I have no interest in them. Her father laughs and pats her on the shoulder. I should hope not. They are not worthy of you, child. Only an ability is worth one so pretty as you. And done. Celebrant, put that axe down. I'm sorry, dear. Uh, I, I just, um... He hugs his wife and daughter and hurries off back towards the head of the caravan. Another old woman walks past carrying a gigantic crate in one hand. Ethelberta watches with mild concern. Ethelberta is dressed very beautifully and properly. She is sitting by an open window embroidering the sleeve of a gown. She makes a beautiful picture, glowing almost surreally against the dark wood of the window frame. She looks quite elven. She doesn't seem to notice the people in the street all gawping at her as they walk by. Suddenly, a young man darts out of the crowd and throws a bouquet of flowers into her window, startling her. I love you! Ethelberta is irritated. She picks up the flowers from her lap and throws them back. I thank you, young sir, but I'm sorry, I don't know who you are, 
And my father doesn't like me talking to strangers. Thank you. She stands up and closes her window, partly drawing the curtains, then stares thoughtfully at her sleeves. Hmm. It seems the green dress gets the most positive feedback. I think I shall pack that one. The red one, though, did get two merchants to fall off their horses. Ethelberta's mother comes into the room. Noticing the curtains drawn, she looks around for her daughter. Ethelberta is sitting as far away from the curtain as possible. Oh dear, not another bouquet. That's the third one this week. I'm sorry, Mother. That window just has the best light, and I wanted to finish my sleeve. Her mother sighs and sits down next to her. It's all right, child. How's it coming along? They're almost done. It should be ready by the time I leave to go stay at the castle. I would like to bring my red dress and this green one. The two women fuss over the gown. Ethelberta seems to have difficulties hiding her excitement. I've got the maids to get all of your best furs and velvet dresses. I hear the castle can be quite cold. I don't want to be all bundled up, Mother. It's very hard to be beautiful when one is all wrapped up. And it's hard to be beautiful when freezing and catching the flu. Ethelberta pouts, and her mother smiles at her. I'm so glad you're happy with this. Your father and I were dreading this day. Oh no, not at all. I understand. All things have their value, and should be exchanged to their highest price. Her mother looks at her, a little concerned. Uh, I mean, I am the most beautiful girl in this county, and my father is one of the richest merchants here. It would be stupid of me to waste all of that marrying a nobody. She says this in a very matter-of-fact voice. Her mother continues to look at her in a slightly worried manner. In the end, dear, the choice is yours, though. If you don't want to marry him, don't do so. I wouldn't want you to sell yourself into a marriage that would be unhappy. Oh, don't worry, mother. Unless he's an absolute brute, I'm sure I can handle any husband you send my way. She smiles in a very dazzling manner and fluffs up her hair. The Baron, Baroness, and their son are all standing in a line waiting for guests to arrive. The Baroness is an old goblin woman. She is bent and grey-green with brilliant red hair. Her husband is human. Ugly, but human. Their son, Harold, standing between them, is built like a brick outhouse. He has small tusks and a greenish tinge to his skin, as well as slightly pointed ears like his mother. He is largely tan and broad like his father, however, and not too bad looking. Harold also looks very annoyed. Quit your whining, boy. I won't bother with your grandbabies and she will only be getting these unless she's uncommonly pretty in the I ain't marrying some stuck-up half-elf because you want some pretty grandbabies. His mother hisses at him and thumps her cane on the floor. <laughs> and what with a whining youth still wet down the ears being known of it? Harold opens his mouth to complain but is cut off with a carriage arriving. It is a very ornate carriage. The horses are all very well looked after. You might not want to marry for looks, boy, but this girl's family has a lot more money than we could ever ask for. Harold snorts and glares as Ethelberta and her mother dismount from the carriage. Ethelberta is looking beautiful. She does her best to smile glowingly at the Baron's family. She is wearing the green dress. The old Baroness sighs contentedly. Hey, them grandbabies take after her. Now he'll be well set. This ain't a breeding program, Mother. 
The Baron and Baroness are walking either side of Ethelberta's mother. Harold and Ethelberta are bringing up the rear. Harold is looking angry and is ignoring the girl. Ethelberta is trying to be charming to him. Here your husband be a trader. Yes. He is the owner and organiser of caravans all across the Greenlands. Aye, trader's a good job. You need brains and smarts in your family. We goblins don't really trade like you human folk. Yes, it seems the goblins operate more on a system of communal ownership. It's quite interesting. Well, the women do. The men don't really understand the concept of anything like economy. The Baroness is slyly watching Ethelberta out of the corner of her eye. Ethelberta is being pointedly ignored by Harold, who is a bit pink around his ears. Yes, that's like your father, girl. I rather hope I have the right amount of intelligence that any lady should have, ma'am. Harold snorts. <laughs> What's that? More than one's husband suspects. This causes the elders to chuckle. Aye, she speaks fair. You will have to do the thinking for this boy. Hasn't he used his head for nothing but fighting since the day he was born? Oh, I would never presume to do that, Your Grace. A Baron's job is to be a fighter. Why? You all talking like we're already married? Ethelberta blushes and looks a bit embarrassed. Ethelberta is getting ready for dinner. She is wearing her red gown. Her mother is brushing and braiding her hair. Don't you think it's a bit odd that the Baron married a goblin woman? Oh, yes. It was the scandal of the generations. The local head priests of most of the areas had to come look him over to make sure she hadn't enchanted him somehow. Even the goblins were outraged. How romantic. She seems much more human than the other goblins I've seen. Um, the female goblins are more intelligent than the men. But, well, cunning would be an accurate word. Where did you put your perfume drippings? I wish I could enchant people. Master Harold won't even look at me. Her mother finishes her hairstyle by wrapping ribbons covered in small charms in her braids and pinning them up. Just smile and wave, dear. Smile and wave. I suspect young Master Harold is like most young men. He has no idea how to handle young women, and so pretends they don't exist. No one pretends I don't exist for long. He's going to look at me, and not stop for the rest of his life. She frowns and pouts at herself in the mirror. Her mother rolls her eyes. You, uh, you like him, then? That's not important. What's important is that he doesn't get to ignore me. The great hall is full of light and people. There are great tables laden with roasts and all sorts of food. The hall is lit up by chandeliers and candles, like standard human halls. But mixed in with these are more goblin-esque items. Large floating lanterns that look like they are full of glowing bugs. Huge chunks of glowing crystal. There are even some glowing plants scattered about. Harold is dressed in the barony's colors. He has a crown, golden earrings, and tusk decorations. He actually looks quite handsome, in a quarterback kind of way. He's also looking very grumpy. There is polite music playing, and humans, in various brilliant outfits, are dancing around in small circles of six. Suddenly, a group of young human men, clearly rich and not very useful, giving off football team vibes, cluster around Harold. Hey, your lordling! Why so glum? Yeah, there's drink and food and pretty ladies. Give it a few hours and we can go beat up the Corchester. Harold frowns at them. Wait, wait, you lot. 
Look, we forgot. The other nobles turned to this last one. What? Oh, that's right. Our Hari is supposed to socialize. His mother's marrying him off. Harold growls and aims a kick at this last nobleman as the others laugh at him. I heard she's a merchant's daughter. Very rich as well. Top Hell, your wallet is getting a bit empty, Harry boy. It's all right, chappie. I've been married off before. All you have to do is make sure you're so drunk. Every time you're around her, you don't notice the ugly. You're drunk all the time anyways. You can't blame your wife for it. I can, and I will. So shut it, Bearfonts. I have generational trauma. I'll trauma your generation. Harold looks embarrassed and hangs his head as the lords stand around him, alternately patting him on the back and arguing with each other. That's not the problem. The young men's shenanigans stop when they notice everyone has gone quiet around them. Ethelbert has arrived, wearing the red dress. She is show-stoppingly beautiful. Her apparently elven ancestry is very clear, as well as the various charms her mother has hidden around her person. She looks around the hall, noting that yes, the red dress does in fact still work. She notices Harold and smiles at him. She floats across the ballroom to him. The young lords around Harold are paralyzed, gawking, and Harold looks like he wants to melt into the floor. When she gets to them, she curtsies very low. My lord? Harold sort of squawks and runs away. Uh, ah. Damn it. She turns to the nearest noble. My lord, do be so kind as to tell me where his grace is going in such a hurry. Ma, 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 ah. He is unable to think properly. The second noble is slightly more prepared. Um, I'm afraid he was overcome by Milady's charms and has run away. I can see that. Where did he go? Don't waste your time on him, my lady. He's a graceless lump with no money. Tarry a while with me instead. You're married. Ethelberta rolls her eyes at them, then smiles sweetly. Gentlemen, gentlemen, I was promised a baron, and a baron I shall get. If you will not be of any help. The boys ran away to the stables. He ain't in there already, did he? Not today. The nobles all flinch at the old goblin woman, who just pops up out of nowhere. She seems to be enjoying herself. Ethelberta curtsies to her. Thank you, my lady. She swirls around and heads off after Harold, leaving the baroness cackling to herself. Harold is sitting all the way up in the hayloft. Curled up under a haystack, mumbling to himself. Get drunk. I'm not the one who needs to get drunk. She'll be the one getting shit-faced every time she sees my ugly ass. Ugh. Ethelberta comes in, in a rustle of dress, looking around the stables. She has a glowing crystal taken from the hall. My lord? Harold burrows further into the hay. Harold? No response. Look, I know you're in here. I'm not going to bite you. You don't have to run away. I was just going to ask if you wanted to dance with me. Who would want to dance with you? Well, most of the male members of the various species I've ever met, including, on one memorable occasion, a mountain troll. There is a distinct Harold-shaped silence. Look, I know you don't like me, but at least tell me why. I would hate to go around the rest of my days Wondering what it is I did to annoy someone so much. There is a long silence. Finally, 
Ethelberta gives up and turns to leave. Why do you care what I think? Um, because I wanted to marry you. Why though? I've no money. I'm built like a brick outhouse and I've got the brains of one too. My castle's ancient and falling down and the only reason my family hasn't been evicted is because my mother curses the debt collectors so badly they're afraid to come near us. Ethelberta seems to consider this. Then she carefully climbs up the ladder to the hayloft and pops her head into it. Look, I suppose I am pretty, and I am certainly rich. Well, Papa is. But I am first and foremost a merchant's daughter. I know that my looks won't last, and my money can be lost in one day. So, I would like to make a trade. In exchange for my money and looks, would you give me safety? Company? Oh, and a title? Harold stares at her. That's not much at all. Safety and company is tiny compared to what you're worth. And as for title, <laughs> Ethelberta laughs. Actually, it really isn't. I have lived in the back of a caravan for most of my life. From the age of ten, my father has had to hire bodyguards to defend me. And even then, some of the bodyguards were not very nice people. Harold stares at her. She is resting her chin on her arms on the hayloft floor and smiling at him. She doesn't look very human. I don't really have a home. Just a series of houses. The men that I meet treat me like I'm some kind of weird goddess statue. I want a home. And someone who will still be kind to me when I'm old and ugly. I'll be kind. And this castle's been a home for as long as my family has existed. Then, it's a deal? But, like, you don't know anything about me. Ethelberta grins at him. Well, I have a lifetime to learn. It would be rather fun, don't you think? Ah, uh, isn't it lovely when arranged marriages all work out? Don't mention the whole handsome grandbabbies things. Goblins are odd folk. They have odd beauty standards. Anyway, there'll be one more special coming up real soon, so keep an eye on the space. Love y'all. Bye.